Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to the Where I Join the Curls podcast. This episode is about the book Between Death and Life by Dolores Cannon, which is very similar to Journey of Souls, my favorite book. The purpose of this episode is to translate some of the things that she states in her book to practical use, to show you how the teachings in these books have transformed my life and my way of thinking. Dolores Cannon was also a hypnotherapist. Throughout the episode, I will say subject in trance, which just means someone who was under hypnosis. A lot of what she writes about is very similar to Journey of Souls, so there is a few things that I do repeat. Now, I do want to say that I completely understand that certain things I say might be new to you. Not all will resonate with you, but if you're listening to this, it's because you vibrate on my level or you are on your way. It is not my intention to offend you or to challenge you. I am here just to share my truth and my beliefs, the knowledge and truth that has allowed me to awaken to the beauty of life. Because of my truth, I have been able to create a more joyous and peaceful life for myself. There's not a day that doesn't go by that I'm not overwhelmed with gratitude, with so much happiness and peace that I actually want to cry. And I want you to experience this. I want you to get out of your head and start living. There's a reason why you picked up this podcast over millions that are out there. So no matter where on earth you are, no matter who you are, what you look like, we are connected. Our consciousness is connected. Keep that in mind as you listen to me. Humor yourself. Even if you don't believe in what I believe in, that's okay. Listen to its entirety with an open mind. Now I will say if you just found my podcast, stop here and go listen to the episode Journey of Souls so that this one would make more sense to you. And now grab your coffee, your tea, your water, your magic mind. Come spend time with me. For those of you who do not know what Magic Mind is, Magic Mind has been a small shop bottle that has been saving my life lately. Magic Mind not only helps me train harder at the gym, but it also gives me a huge boost of energy allowing me to be productive and focused. Magic Mind helps release stress and anxiety. Magic Mind uses all natural ingredients such as turmeric, matcha, and ashwagandha. To try some, head over to magicmind.com slash joeinthecurls and use code joeinthecurls20 for up to 56% off your first subscription or $20 off your first order. (laughs) Now let's get started. So why do we incarnate? Dolores states, it is like reading a book. When you have read a book, the knowledge is within you, but you have not utilized it. And if you do not use this knowledge, it has no worth. You cannot change yourself without experience a reason to change. You can learn all about how to do something by reading the book, but unless you have hands-on experience, it doesn't do you a bit of good. If you can learn a lesson, through all of the struggles that you go through, it will remain with you. When you go through something on earth, be it good, be it bad, the important thing is your attitude, the way that you accept it. How do you handle the defeats? How do you handle the victories? How do you deal with situations and problems? How do you accept failures? Are you gracious? You know your life situation. All these are a sum total of who and what you are. And self-deception, that's a big one. People can't be honest and can't look at things. They make excuses for why they do things and justify it and twist it until they lost all truth. She proceeds to state, You are forced to really come to terms within yourself, with who and what you are, and to look into yourself, not at what people in the world think of you, 
because it's so easy for people to have the tendency to think of themselves as other people see them. You are different things. You are what you really are, then you are what you think you are, and then you are what other people see you as. You can't take other people's cruelty personally. What people don't understand frightens them. So now I want to say that in the process of unlearning and relearning, in the process of learning to love myself and to become my truest and highest version, there was a lot that I had to give up. There was a lot of battling, not just with myself, but with others. Because for a huge portion of my life, I had to learn to change myself to what and who people thought I should be. Whether that was them telling me to straighten my hair, to put makeup, to wear certain things, to behave in a certain way. A lot of these things didn't align with who I was or wanted to be. I had to go so deep within myself and literally kill parts of me. Those parts that I have picked up from people. The ones that didn't belong to me. Or the ones that I adapted as a defense mechanism that were no longer serving me. I began learning how to heal myself, how to be with myself, how to love myself, how to show up for myself. I would like to add on here that what I believe, what she speaks about, is that we are here on a journey. We're here on a journey to apply, to learn, to relearn, to unlearn. And there's so many things that you pick up since you're a newborn all the way into your adulthood life. But as an adult, you have more awareness, you have more consciousness. And it is up to you to discard the things that are not serving you, the things that are not working for you. It is up to you to wake up and realize that you were put here on earth for a reason. There's a reason why you're here in this specific time with these specific people in these specific places. There is a reason like everything in your life was divinely planned and chosen by you before you came here on earth. And it may seem tough. It may seem like you don't understand why you're going through certain things. But we are here to literally go through and experience certain things to grow, to transform ourselves. So it doesn't all have to make sense. Not all at once. Because again, you're peeling back years of trauma, years of wounds, years of neglect, and then trying to fix and heal yourself. Now, one of the biggest life-changing habits that I had to unlearn or detach myself from was from consuming alcohol. I knew that alcohol was hindering my ability to see people for who they were. It was causing my ego to be at the forefront of everything. I was very reactive and defensive. I was sensitive to people's actions and inactions. I used alcohol as a crutch. I used it to not feel my feelings, to numb out my pain. And Dolores uses an analogy to describe something else, but I'll use it here. Alcohol to me was like putting a band-aid on a deep cut. It doesn't really help the cut and you just keep bleeding around it. I not only bled on myself, but I bled on others. I projected all of my fears, my anger, my self-hatred towards other people. And alcohol was the lie. It kept telling me that as long as I drank, I could cure myself. But it led me further into rock bottom. I'll never forget the day that a friend told me that she didn't drink alcohol. And at that time, I felt like she was telling me she had 5 heads or 13 toes. It didn't make sense. I didn't understand why people didn't drink. So what did they do for fun? But in that conversation, she told me, think about liquor stores. How majority say liquor, wine, spirits. Because it affects your spirit. At that time, I was still drinking. But months later, when I decided to give it up, I thought about that. Now that I have over a year and six months without drinking, I can see the damage that alcohol had on my body, mind, and soul. I can look back and see how all three couldn't fully connect because as much as I hated to admit, alcohol had more damage than goods, and it separated my body, mind, and soul. It transformed me into another person. And as much as I wanted to say alcohol didn't change me, 
alcohol does change you. Dolores states, the use of alcohol and tobacco are not helpful for your spiritual growth, so these things must eventually be cut out of your life. You will not grow with these energies inflicting your body, for they are painful for your body and your spiritual bodies. A subject in trance told Dolores that some lower entities will spend time around people or settings that use drugs and alcohol. And now think about someone who you've seen highly intoxicated how, and how they acted. Are they upset, starting fights? Are they hurt? Are they crying? Or you look into their eyes and they look soulless. Under the influence, you're more receptive to bad influences and lower vibes. And now, I'm not here to tell you to stop drinking. This is not what this is about. This is me telling you that when I gave up alcohol, I became more clear with my purpose. I became more focused, more aware. I began to slowly kill parts of my ego. I began to notice the things that I would do under the influence that I wouldn't do if I was sober. I began to realize that a lot of things affected me more emotionally when I was under the influence. And that yes, I would go to a bar to numb out the pain, to not feel things, to not sit with myself. What I was really doing was masking my emotions. And these emotions would just come out later down the line. So it wasn't that alcohol was helping me deal with them. No, it was just hiding them. Like I was hiding behind it. And in terms of what Dolores states, I want to make it clear. When you are under the influence, you are opening up your body to lower frequency. When you are in places where there's a heavily usage of drugs and alcohol, you are more receptive to lower vibes, which means lower emotions. And these emotions are anger, fear, hatred. Rather, as when you're sober, you're able to function at high levels because you do not have these spirits dragging you down. The person in trance proceeds to state, birds of a feather flock together. Remember that. That's the saying that your world uses. People that are high entities and high energy will be drawn together. Just like people who are lower energies have lower entities drawn to them. And if you would have told me this years ago, I would have denied this. And I had denied this as I always use the example of my friends could sleep around, but it doesn't mean that I do. But I was so far from the truth because even if you aren't copy exactly what the people around you are doing, you either think like them, have similar values, either uplift or drain one another. I had this one friend, how we would almost always be going through the same relationship problems and we would advise each other, but never follow the advice. Literally blind leading the blind. Whatever you operate from, whether that's low or or high levels you are bound to speak the same language with the people who are with you which is why in my previous episode I said I have become disconnected from a lot of things things that I used to like doing people that I that I used to like hanging out with and it's because we no longer speak the same language and I want you to think how frustrating it is when you're telling a child don't touch this don't touch this the child does not understand that you're telling them do not touch these things right and even if they do they still do it right how frustrating it is that they don't understand you that's like you being around people who don't share the same values who are not at your frequency level and you keep them around because of your fear of being alone there comes a point in your time when people who you grew up with people who you have years in a friendship and a relationship with you guys stop speaking the same language for a certain point in your life you needed them and you could tell that you guys had similar values but once you start working on yourself once you start becoming better you notice that the conversations that you once had are no longer entertaining that the problems that you once had you now have solutions for them you find that you are no longer an emotional wreck and there's a lot that you no longer want to partake in you start setting boundaries when you didn't have any you start saying no and people start getting upset so this literally changes your frequency 
and changes how you're able to relate to other people. And before I jump into this next topic, the subject in trance tells Dolores, many people are afraid of thinking. When you take away what people believe, when you take away what people have believed in all their life and say that it is different or that perhaps their parents unknowingly lied to them, you are taking away their foundations of what they believed in. A man cannot survive without something to believe in, even if it is the belief that there is nothing he must believe in something. And I say this to say that I grew up in a quote-unquote Catholic home. We went to church on random Sundays. I got baptized. But deep in my heart, deep in my soul, I always knew that I believed in God, but I did not believe in the church. I have never liked Christmas. I have never celebrated Easter. And I always and will always question why if people have always said that that God is all-knowing, all-loving, and all-forgiving, why was there a punitive place known as hell? Why did we have to confess our quote-unquote sins? Like, I was fucking 12. What the hell was I confessing? That I didn't want to share my crayons? That I stole the lip gloss from Limited 2? And why would God not forgive me for the things that I had done that I didn't know were wrong? And there was a lot that I questioned. And I had always believed that hell was a made-up place to try to keep us in line of not committing crimes or straying away from the church. By making people fear hell so intensely, they created it for them. And I never bought into the whole Jesus would save you because I knew God works miracles, but you also have to want it. You also have to seek it. You also have to do the work. People want to heavily rely on God, but when something tragic happens or doesn't go as prayed about, they begin to question God. So now I'll jump into hell versus heaven. I believe there is no hell. Hell is what you experience as a result of your mindset. So Laura states, The condition of hell is a matter of what state your mind is during transition. The idea of heaven and hell has become somewhat of a fable or a legend from your perspective. Those who choose to believe this create their own reality to such extent that when they do pass over, they find that elemental reality which they themselves helped create, and therefore it is real. If they're expecting a pleasant experience, then that's what they will have, and it will make the period of transition easier. People who cross over in this negative condition are often sent to the resting place because they need to work through these problems. They need to figure out what they did to attract these and what they can do to help themselves with growth and improvement so that these negative influences are no longer attractive. So now I want to say that this is the same thing that we experience on earth. When you have a negative mindset, that becomes your reality. You attract what you think about. Your current reality right now, what you are living in, is based on your past thoughts. You have the power of creating your own hell right here, right now, just with your mind. Who is your biggest enemy? It's you. You stop yourself from achieving the life you want. You self-sabotage relationships because you don't think you're lovable. You sabotage opportunities because you don't think you're worthy or capable of achieving them. You have started that project, but because of your own fears, you stopped. You gave up. The worst punishment of all is that the punishment which we deal with ourselves. We are our own judge and jury. And like I've said before, if you had a friend that spoke to you the way that you speak to yourself, would you still be friends with them? You fucking wouldn't. You wouldn't. So right now, your mindset dictates the life that you are living. And I'll give you a small example. I was having a conversation with someone and she told me that she was stalking her ex from a fake page. And in my mind, well not in my mind because I told her this, I literally asked her why. You are literally creating hell for yourself. You are putting up your own emotions on the line 
by checking in on what they're doing, seeing if they moved on, seeing what they're doing, where they're at, at what time they're going out, who they're going out with. Why would you put yourself through this? Instead of just picking up and moving on, why are you still stuck on what they're doing? That is creating a, a hell for you. Because the moment that you see some random girl, some new girl commenting on their picture, when you see them posting that they're being out and having fun, whether they are having fun or not, you'll believe that. And now you feel like you're behind. You feel like you're not making progress while they're making all the progress why would you put yourself through that you create your own hell here by choosing to ignore the things that you want to do by choosing to ignore what your soul is calling you to do some of you are out and about because you don't want to face yourself you're surrounded by people that you don't even like that don't like you but because you need an escape from your mind you're putting yourself through that that we allow our thoughts to dictate our actions. The subject in trance proceeds to tell Dolores about good and bad. In our perception, the things which you call evil are merely energies which are misguided or misdirected. There is no such thing as a devil sitting on people's shoulders telling them to do this or that. On this side, we have no concept of evil, for evil is a disharmony. Dolores asks, where does the concept of evil come from? The subject in trance states, there is one word that sums this whole concept excuses <laughs> there is a lack of responsibility by blaming this unhappiness and dread on others it is much easier to assign the blame outward than inward which in essence comes from our minds and our need to blame others we're always blaming somebody else we are always looking for an outside source we are always taking away the responsibility of our actions of our emotions and giving someone else the power and i know that you've all heard somebody say the devil made me do it now nah, the devil's working harder no babe there is no devil that's your ego your ego's making you work really hard there is no evil it's just you and your excuses so what excuses are you allowing your mind to come up with what is your mind stopping you from what is your mind allowing you to do and now this leads to creation anything that you can visualize is real for you are the master of your own destiny of your own house of your own vessel you are the master of your body and you are the master of your destiny you create that which is manifested in front of you you are co-creator here that which you find in front of you is of your own making and creation and dolores states people have bad lives because they're not dealing with the problems that are thrust out problems that they themselves chose they think that because they have no control over what happens to them why should they work on it life has to be worked at it can't just be skated through from day to day we had to have the bad in order to understand the good you cannot appreciate happiness unless you've known sadness there's no such thing as a bad life. And I know that this may sound harsh, but we literally came in here with a plan. We co-created our contract and there's a reason why you're going through what you're going through. But your mind continues to allow you to have whatever experience you're having. If you're constantly having bad experiences, ask yourself why. It's because you haven't changed your lens. You either say, I'm always unlucky, I have bad luck, nothing works out for me. And when you say this, your mind does not know the difference between reality and what is made up. So as you're telling your mind this your mind is looking for ways to create these experiences for you and i've discussed this in multiple episodes and i cannot stress enough the impact of this on my life taking myself away from the victim mindset asking myself why did i chose this why am i experiencing this what triggered this what is this reminding me of what lesson do i need to learn from this i came to realize that nobody else was in charge of my life and emotions but myself that people could do something to me but i was in control of my own emotions and processing them i stopped giving people control of my life and i started taking charge things don't go my way there's a reason for that it's not meant for me 
God is protecting me. By switching your mindset, you switch your experiences because what you believe you will create are experiencing everything that you are meant to experience there's a reason why you're going through everything that you're going through there's a reason for the redirections there's a reason for the missed opportunities there's a reason for the breakups it's all a part of your plan and now in the last episode i also told you that i felt like my subconscious was causing a block that i might not be ready that i might not be as ready as i believe to uncover my soul and funny enough dolores states there are some things that are not appropriate for us to know about and those questions will not be answered Some information is as poison instead of medicine. We shouldn't look too much into our own future because if we knew what's going to happen to us, would we still do the things we were planning to do? And I just want to say that sometimes we drink poison instead of medicine. Sometimes we search for things, we search for answers when we already know the answer. And because we're in search, ask and you shall receive, ask and you shall find, you will find it and you will create your own little hell. And I want to wrap this episode up with the concept of unconditional love. And not the usual unconditional love for others, but you can apply it. I recently had a dream, and I can't remember what it was. But I know that in the midst of waking up, I remember telling myself to remember unconditional love. Now, when I was fully awake and conscious, I received the analogy of a faucet. The majority of the time, our faucets are working, so we always have running water at full speed. But there are random days where our faucet can only give us drops. Despite whether it drops an ounce or a gallon, it is still trying to give you water. That is unconditional love. Sometimes you are able to pour a lot and sometimes you're only able to pour a little. It doesn't mean that on the days where you can only pour a few drops that you're unlovable, that they are unworthy of your love, that you are unworthy, that you need to be abandoned or replaced. All it means that on those days where you can only give an ounce, you tried your best with what you had. And whether a drop or a gallon, you don't know how hard that faucet was working to provide you with water. And now there's a quote at the beginning of the book that states, Maybe someone has to lose their life in order to find it. I had to completely destroy parts of myself. I had to completely lose my fucking mind. I literally had to watch myself, drag myself through the mud, through darkness in order to find the light. There were so many times where I didn't think that I would make it. But your spirit knows exactly the things that you need to learn. And then it creates situations without you really being aware of what's going on. But trust that everything that you have been through all happens for a reason. Your job is to wake up and notice the patterns. To wake up and make the necessary changes. To not repeat the lessons. Everything, absolutely everything that you have gone through has happened for a reason. I want you to question everything. I want you to question who you're surrounded with. Who plays a major role in your life. Your patterns, your lessons. Literally, question everything. And the final quote from the book. This is a subject in trans. We would speak to those who feel that perhaps there should be more to life than what they have experienced. You desire more, yet you seem to not find the door. Perhaps to go through to experience it. Your door, if you choose to use that analogy, is your own mind and simply nothing more. The ultimate goal on the physical plane is to know yourself. You shall be offered many lessons, which will challenge you to know yourself. And oftentimes, these will be painful. We would ask you to examine the rose and see that in such beauty there is always some element of hurt. For to truly enjoy the rose, it must be plucked from the stalk. And so there is the danger of sticking one's finger on the rose thorns. This could be used as an analogy of life on the physical plane. However, in those times of distress and urgency, we would ask that you always remember that your experiences are given to you by yourself. You yourself choose that which is to be experienced so that you may learn those lessons which you need thus through these painful experiences you will indeed begin to know yourself and if you learn something from these experiences 
then they will not have been in vain. You are truly the master of your own fate and destiny. You, yourself, are in complete control of what you call your lifetime. You are the one who is making decisions as to when and where and how. It is time. It is time for you to be the driver and not the passenger. It is time for you to take control of what you can control. And that is your emotions. To live by day according to what you want. According to what you're feeling. To say no when you want to say no. Say hell yes when you want to say hell yes. This is your life. Make it the best life you can. You are more than capable of waking up and changing your mind. You are more than capable of changing your life. I wouldn't say that if I didn't have a story to back it up. Because if you knew me years ago and you know me now, you would think that I have lived a thousand lives in this one life. And that is the goal. You're constantly going through a rebirth. There's a reason why you experience certain things. And that is to shape you, to make you grow. But nobody's putting a gun to your head and forcing you to grow. Only you can do this. Only you can take the necessary steps to make the changes. You have to be completely tired and fed up with your bullshit. You have to be completely tired of being dealt the same cards. Repeating the same patterns in different people. It is time for you to take ownership. It is time for you to change your life. It is time for you to live a more meaningful life. Thank you guys so much. Please download the episodes. Leave a review. Share this podcast with your friend, with your sister, with your lover, with your neighbor, with your ex. Until next time.